Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's early morning trade plan session, which is your opportunity to be as prepared as you can for the trading opportunities ahead. Yesterday, really good trade. We were very specific identifying two, well, we got into three trades in the end. Um, and we were able to, to sort of manage those really quite successfully. And we closed out close to like uh, momentum highs and lows. Um, so I was able to uh, stay in, the, in each of those markets long enough to actually capitalize uh, way and above yesterday's targets. So a really good trading day yesterday. Um, the, I suppose the general theme is there's so much volatility out there. It's um, This is where your trade plan comes in quite nicely or, or should do. Uh, and good morning to those of you joining us live uh, and also if you're joining us via one of our podcasts as well. Um, great to have you on board. I uh, hope you benefited yet from yesterday's trade plan. Um, now, um, we're, what we're seeing is we're seeing traders get caught up and get distracted with little spikes in markets here and there, and, and there are opportunities that they uh, perhaps don't necessarily plan for with any great uh, coherent views. And um, it's easy to get to get pulled in, in different directions, if, if that kind of makes sense. So what we, in situations like that, we're not looking to capitalize on every single move in, in every market. We, we want to see, we want to trade, I suppose, uh, a coherent portfolio, something that kind of makes sense. Um, there was a bit of correlation in yesterday's trades uh, with what we were focusing on, and it was allowing us to capitalize on those explosive moves. Um, now, you know, a lot of them have kind of turned around a little bit, um, but that's what happens. And um, it, it just really goes back to your ability to, to try and plan for the opportunities the best you can. And then you can um, really be in control of your decision making and try to avoid seeing moves in certain markets and jumping on them, you know, with, with, with very little um, planning. So um, hopefully that's why this session kind of feeds in quite nicely because we can we can try to position ourselves with a, with an overall view of these markets and we're not jumping in to buy trades and sell trades we're very specific about what we look for so hopefully that will help so a risk warning currently up on screen just as a quick introduction then uh, what do all profitable traders need to consider each and every time they get to their trading desk they need to make some decisions regarding which markets to trade. Uh, hopefully you're not just looking at one or two markets all the time because you might have very little volatility in those uh, and you're you're missing massive moves in other markets so having i suppose we look at sort of 15 16 markets every day and we narrow that down to you know two three four five six you know really decent high probability trading opportunities um so that's where we get our benefit from um where do you enter those markets of course uh, where do you exit uh, how do you manage risk? Hopefully prior to entry. Hopefully you're not meddling with risk once you're in the trade. Uh, how do you manage each trade uh, to a successful outcome? Uh, like we were able to do yesterday, we needed to be quite patient, waited for those sort of flush trades. We were looking for one more um, flush trade to the downside. And we got really quite explosive moves yesterday as well. So we were able to benefit from that. Um, and trading psychology as well. Um, you know, keeping control of your mindset, having a, an understanding about what sort of market conditions where we are trading right now, um, often quite indecisive, often quite volatile, 
quite erratic, really, in, in many senses. Um, we'd have a look now today, yesterday. It looks like we're seeing a bit of a reversal on yesterday's moves. So yesterday's trade plan is not necessarily that useful right now. So we'll be doing our own trade plan again for the sessions ahead. Uh, okay, and just to let you know, this is the things that we kind of discuss. We discuss these important elements to trading. Irrespective of what your trading strategy is, these are, you know, um, these are very important decisions that you need to really sit down and determine whether you do have a, a decent understanding about these elements. And we discuss these in our live trade room every day, uh, of course, and we're strong advocates of being consistent in the types of trades that you look for, the, the way you enter, the way you exit those markets. Try to be as consistent as you can. Look for the same type of trades over and over. We're support and, and uh, resistance traders, basically, um, where we look to trade breakout opportunities and uh, pullback opportunities into support and resistance. So um, we have that sort of metric that just guides us, allows us to navigate accordingly. If the market fits as per our expectations, we get in. If it doesn't, we often, we're, we're quite happy to be patient, which is the third pillar, really, uh, and being disciplined with your capital. These are sort of profoundly important elements to trading and it doesn't matter what type of trader you are it doesn't matter what you know about these markets um you know being consistent in your execution being disciplined with your hard-earned cash this is your capital you're you're trading with so take it seriously don't be frivolous these are not the markets to be sort of guessing or rolling a dice or anything like that it's it's have your plan and look to execute it as best you can and be patient as well Okay, so um, so let's get straight into these markets then. We'll, we'll have a look at potential market moving news. And just a couple of very interesting observations from yesterday in the end. Um, it was really all about manufacturing and, um, and services, PMI, inflation data. And actually, it became a little bit more important than that. So um, just, to, just to touch upon, in France, we had mildly negative manufacturing numbers, but nothing of any great extent. Um, German manufacturing, slightly more positive. Services, slightly more negative. Again, nothing too, too concerning, really. We're all in growth, even though these markets are just mildly negative. Across the Eurozone, very much in line with expectations on manufacturing and uh, a little bit below on the services number. Um, we, we saw, uh, and, and again, when we look at these numbers, we're looking for deviations. These are the things that, that drive these markets. So if we, if we understand financial markets as a discounting mechanism, if some news hits these markets, they, they discount accordingly. Um, so a strong deviation to the downside, you know, this is a, a sizable, we were expecting 56.9. Um, we saw a 51.8. So that's a sizable difference, not so much elsewhere. But for the, um, for the British economy, which is largely service-based, um, we are looking at a, a massive downgrade, really. So therefore, the, the pound reacted negatively accordingly uh, in line with that news event, if you, if you look at the price action. So a really explosive bearish move in the pound. Um, and those of you that were trading the, the trade with us yesterday, we actually got into the pound yen and you know had a really good trade uh, in that pound yen. But we weren't able to get into the initial explosive move, you see. We, were, we, we had to be patient and wait for the pullback. So your first opportunity is always the breakout. Your second opportunity is always the pullback. 
and you very you nearly always get it uh, and we we're able to get that timing right yesterday not jump in at the lows where we had really high and, and distant stop losses it was a case of getting in much much tighter at a, at a level of resistance and the trade worked out really well yesterday but we were really trading off the flash services pmi number the, the deviation to the downside now another area which was quite surprising um on this on the manufacturing in the us it came in in line with expectations services came in slightly lower um so uh, you know a little bit of a concern started to edge in we had a manufacturing index showing sort of negativity in the us and a sizable drop in new home sales um i think a lot of that was was pretty much kind of building up so to speak um but a bit of a reaction in these markets off the back of new home sales um we were expecting 751,000 uh, new homes um and we saw 591 so is there is there obviously some concern uh with with increasing interest rates does it make you know purchasing house even more unaffordable if if interest rates are increasing uh slightly so um so actually not as much activity and this is the this is the impact that inflation can have across an economy it can impact demand and this is what the fed are so casual about they seem to be talking about doing an awful lot for inflation but in actual fact and reality they don't seem to be doing you know an awful lot at all uh, if you consider you know inflation's up at sort of 8.8.3 last month i think it was year on year and we're talking about sort of 50 basis points perhaps in the next meeting they've taken 75 basis points off the table so we're not really bridging the gap too much um what are we now 1.5% is it um and in the next meeting we'll be up at 2% so we're slowly um pushing higher and they keep talking about neutral about 2 and 1/2 and 3% when inflation's up at 8% then in 9% at the end of the year we might be up at over 10% now that's that's not good and and the the concern that 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 people have about the fed's response to inflation is they're probably not moving quickly enough so you see demand start to start to get hammered obviously we've got these su supply side constraints on on the manufacturing um side of of an economy literally physical hold ups of of shipments and um and workers be able to 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 sort of deliver on the huge demand which exists but then you start seeing demand side constraints so you start seeing less houses bought you start seeing less cars less you know televisions less everything so all of a sudden everyone just starts to turn down a little bit because of the higher prices and they might make decisions to uh you know even on a individual daily basis you might cut back you might not have that coffee you know every day you might have it two or three times a day or whatever it sounds a bit silly but i'm just sort of tapping into the the, the negativity that can spiral out of control um and of course if if we experience um a demand side shock so demand starts to starts to weaken um that will have a, a knock on effect through you know earnings um it'll have a knock on effect through uh, profitability uh, unemployment numbers might start creeping up um 
all of these things start to come to the fore and it, it, it can become a mess very, very quickly. We just hope the Fed are doing enough. We're not so sure they are, but we, we, we hope they are because um, we don't want that demand side destruction really if these prices continue to spiral. There's a lot of talk about peaking uh, inflation. Um, let's see if the numbers, if they actually show that. Okay, so that's a little bit for yesterday's really quite explosive market moves, really. Overnight, the RBNZ increased rates, you know, because they're so concerned about the inflation story. They're already up at 2%, um, 50 basis point rate hikes, and uh, many more on the table uh, as well. So quite positive, really, in the end for the New Zealand, do New Zealand dollar. Um, the problem is... The problem is with these central banks is they're all racing to the upside now. So for a period there, a few years ago, they're all racing to the downside. They're all trying to be as uh, as low as they possibly could and, and accommodative in these markets. And now that's reversing. So it will give us some some really great opportunity. We probably need to be quite um, uh, precise, I guess, and, and um, kind of wait for the opportunities to arrive. They might not last very long because they're all in a, in a rate hiking cycle now. Uh, because of inflation. What else do we have today? Core, um, core durable goods orders as well. So again, if there is a, a big miss on these numbers, we might see some discounting start to kick in. Um, and we've got the FOMC meeting minutes. So we'll hear the dissent, we'll hear the, we'll be able to see the, the conversations and, and that this time around might be quite an explosive event uh, for these markets. Um, We'll have the financial stability review for the Eurozone. We'll be hearing from Christine Lagarde. She'll be talking more about, um, and this is what she's doing. She's participating in a panel discussion titled European Unity in a Disordered World at the World Economic uh, Forum. So definitely some, some tough conversations to be had. Tomorrow's a bank holiday across parts of Europe. Um, France, Germany, and, and Switzerland, as you can see, we'll have GDP numbers coming out of the US, so we'll probably have to be a little bit mindful on, on that. So, so let's put together our trade plan. Um, after such a, a bearish day, we actually ended up quite positive. Um, this is this is how quickly this kind of sentiment can change. So, um, We actually saw that that move that, that this, this strong move to the downside on Friday. We kind of reversed. Then then on Monday we started sort of trading higher, a bit of positivity. And then Tuesday we didn't really do much. We started to see this little rollover back to the downside. And now we've just clearly, you know, it looks like we're kicking on again. But look, just take a step back and, and look at this price action. Um, it's uh, we could put up one of our um, support and resistance boxes around this price action um, at this time. So um, we could probably put these levels in. Uh, let me do that again. So we can really take these levels, these highs here as really strong resistance levels around the, the 4100 and to the downside of 3850. And we're kind of trading inside this little zone. So if we just take this little peak, I'll zoom in now in a second so you can 
if we take this peak, you'd probably expect some further upside, certainly up to the 4100. We'll have to see during the session whether whether we will get a move. And it'll only be kind of a 100-point move. But you'd have to say, even with yesterday's negativity and, and sort of bearish moves across these markets, we're seeing a bit of upside potential in in the S&P, um, we've been, Friday and Monday, we were sort of broadly positive. We got really choppy price action. Yesterday, we got further choppy price action. Um, today, we'll probably expect the same. So it might be a decision whether we get into these trades at all. And um, with such a small sort of 100 pip move really to the upside, probably at best, um, there might be slightly better opportunities elsewhere. You can see that we, we've kind of bounced off the, the Tuesday's low. Um, I'll show that's Monday's low, isn't it? Yesterday was Tuesday. And today now we're getting a bit of a bit further upside above yesterday's high. Again, we're going to be running into resistance up these levels, but we might get um, a concerted push to the upside. So. I suppose the point is what we can take away from these markets is they've gone from really being really quite bearish to now being mildly quite positive. Even, I mean, there's not much movement yet after the FTSE um, and the DAX, but even decent moves there um, as well. Um, the Nikkei, we're drifting in this little sideways pattern. Um, and then Bitcoin still can't get out of this little range from 28,700 to 31,400. We're still drifting sideways. So a breakout above 31,400, we'd be up to 37. Uh, a break below 28,7, we'd be looking at least at the 26,600. And below that, we're going heading back towards the $20,000 level. So just be mindful of that, um, those, those opportunities. So what can we extract from these markets currently? Well, we can say that there is mild positivity we, we're in a mildly risk-on market condition. Um, the reason why that's useful is we can see how the correlations play out with that in mind. Oil, we do like oil to the upside. The price action is not conducive for us. It's not, it's not a decent opportunity, unfortunately. We're able to get into a, a good, we're able to take profit up at these sort of mid-1860s um, uh, yesterday, off yesterday's sort of strong spike to the upside. We saw a really nice little move to the upside and then a lot of volatility started to kick in around that level. So didn't quite get up to um, the 1871 level, but we were running into resistance just at these slightly lower levels. So it, it was it was that move from the 1850 um, up to 1866, I think we got out of it. So uh, we we're able to benefit from most of that move but we had to be quite patient. Another profitable trade yesterday for us um, was this sell trade. Um, again, when we finished yesterday's broadcast, we were able to, to suggest that we were looking for one more spike trade to the downside. Um, there was plenty in it, um, and that's what, we, that's what we got currently. So we didn't get the full extent to the downside, but we got the turnaround um, in fact, it was the 158.50 level, so it was a little bit lower. Um, maybe it was this flush trade that we were talking about yesterday. I think it was actually. 
So once we broke through that level, we flushed down um, and we got out sort of close to their 158.50 level. Um, we continued much lower. We went down another 50 pips and then kind of subsequently reversed. And now we're kind of above that level as we speak. So it just shows you how quickly uh, these markets can can change. Do we have a buy trade here? Not really. It's it's now it's now we might get a retracement of yesterday's move, but um, it's a little bit messy now for us. Um, we were at one point looking for some downside in the euro yen as well. It really became a bit of a pound move, uh, as you can see. The euro dollar, sorry, the euro pound pushed on and kicked on quite significantly yesterday, and now it's subsequently reversing. So we ended in a positive, mildly positive manner yesterday, believe it or not, in the indices. So we, we ended up in a risk on market condition. What impact did that have in these markets? We spoke about, you know, these levels of support resistance. We've now run up to that little total. So now we can be looking for some selling opportunities technically on the euro dollar. Um, we have mildly positive markets, so a sell trade does fit. Sorry, no, it doesn't. It's still upside down, isn't it? So indices higher, dollar weaker. Indices lower, dollar stronger. And yesterday we had it back to front. Um, in fact, yesterday we finished positively. So actually the, the indices caught up with a dollar uh, yesterday in the end. So we've, we ended up in the correct um, correlation, um, but was really offside for most of the trading day. So again, working out these subtleties is, is really quite quite challenging at the moment. Normally it's a little bit easier than that. Um, so again, we're a little bit upside down if we, there is a potential sell trade, but it's purely technical. We don't have the correlation with the indices really to, to, to rely on or to make us feel a little bit safer in the trade. Now a buy trade in the pound, we might get a bit of a reaction in the pound, um, with the indices pushing higher. Let's see if there's any opportunities. So. The only reason why we didn't want to get into the dollar yen yesterday, technically it's a decent trade, um, was I suppose largely the fact that we, we cherry picked some individual opportunities and we wanted to see them through. Um, but we were really interested to see if this market could, could actually close below the 126.95. And yes, we technically closed below that, but as you can see now we've opened and we've kind of reversed back into that little space. So really, we're just trying to work out whether there is a decent opportunity. So we got that lovely move yesterday in the dollar Swiss. We're able to book in profit down at these lower levels. We spoke about the 50 period moving average, how important that is. So we had a really strong flush trade through it. We're able to book in profits down at these lower levels. And then the market started to move sideways and started to actually pull back a little bit. And now we're looking really quite positive. So this is a potential um, area for, for some support, but again, it's on the dollar side. So we've got, we've got potential opportunities in the dollar to the downside for the euro dollar in the upside to the, um, to the dollar Swiss. So a bit of dollar strength, and then we've got potential weakness against the, the pound. So it's, it's, it's a slightly messy market condition at the minute. 
uh, the Aussie dollar up at these highs. And then looking at yesterday, uh, sorry, in the early hours of the morning, should I say, um, we had a really quite explosive move to the upside for the New Zealand dollar off the back of the obvious increasing rates. So how do we interpret this dollar? If we go with a correlation and we think there's further upside, and it remains to be seen whether we will get further upside in these markets. Look how indecisive they are. You know, there's a there's a lack of there's a lack of volatility in these trades currently. Oil, we we fundamentally like it to the upside. We're just not really getting much follow through yet. And will we see that dollar strength? Right, right now things don't make a huge amount of sense for us. Do we want to sell risk? Uh, sorry, if we're in a risk on opportunity, do we want to buy the euro dollar and the pound dollar? And the Aussie dollar um, don't really have a to do any of those things maybe the Aussie um, maybe further upside in the New Zealand dollar that would certainly be in keeping so yesterday was quite indecisive but we had a bit of clarity um, I suppose clarity in the sense that we had the, the a weakening pound Um, gold is selling off as well. We don't really have a, a hugely coherent market condition currently. This very well may change over the course of the morning session. But for now, it's quite a tough one to call. So really, if these indices um, push higher, we'll be looking for dollar weakness if they actually roll over to the downside we'd be looking for dollar strength and we have this upside down market condition look that's what we're going to have to call um sometimes like we can be quite quite specific really uh, about our, our kind of trade plan didn't really get the opportunity to to sell the nasdaq or the s p um yesterday um, although we did get those little spike moves to the downside, what they did benefit was over the course of our trading session, instead of the euro yen, um, we were looking for a little bit of risk off market condition and we had um, some really bad negative news come out for the pound. So we, we, we had an initial flush trade to the downside. We had a really strong back pull back into resistance levels, the monthly lows, and we were able to, to sell the, 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 the pound yen uh, over the euro yen, it was just a slightly better opportunity for us. Uh, and then we had a really strong explosive move to the downside in the pound yen. So a really good trade off that. And we were in the gold trade and the dollar Swiss from the day before. So, so really our trade plan is slightly, slightly different. Um, I'm sorry guys, we'll be switching over to our live trade room now in just a minute. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still in decisive market conditions. So if we can cherry pick these winners, then it's, uh, it works out well. But um, 
Right, we'd like to sort of pick out individual opportunities, but really we don't have any any significant clarity. Okay, so unfortunately our trade plan is largely quite indecisive today now. So it's understandable with a lot of these sort of negative figures, you know, will, you know, how, how will, what will the psychology of these markets be like? Um, I, I guess there's a real strong case for indecision and a bit of, a bit of pause, a bit of patience. So if we can do the same, you know, that would probably work out quite well. So our market summary for the day ahead is actually quite indecisive market conditions. We might get some further momentum moves off the back of last night's sort of quite bullish response. Will we get continuation? That's the big question. We're not too sure. If we do, and the indices push higher, we, we can look for, to actually get into those trades, maybe to the upside, or we look for some weakness in the US dollar, um, or if these indices start rolling rolling back to the downside, which is, again, is equally quite possible, then we'll be looking for maybe opportunities in like the Aussie dollar, the, the maybe the pound dollar, strangely enough, you know, the negativity seems to last for a relatively short period of time now, and they shake it off. Um, and uh, so the, the alternative is looking for the indices to roll over to the downside and looking potentially for the dollar to the upside, like the Aussie, maybe in New Zealand for further upside, uh, the pound dollar perhaps as well. Um, and we will determine um, these opportunities Um, in, in, in our live trade rooms now for the day. So sometimes we just kind of have this sort of lack of clarity, really. And, and that's what we want to be mindful of. So we won't be recklessly jumping into a whole series of trades unless the market condition starts to become a little bit more decisive. So I hope that makes sense in a in a strange way. All right, then, guys. So listen, we're going to switch across to the live trade room. We're a little bit late starting it, a little bit sort of perplexed by these market conditions currently, but that's what we want to leave you with. We want to leave you with that sort of, um, you know, being patient today might be in the order of the day. So let's see where the opportunities lie and let's see if we can get into them. Any questions, feel free to post them. Uh, if not, guys, we'll switch across to our live trade room now. Um, we're a few minutes late starting that, so we'll, we'll get that sorted out now for you very shortly. Uh, my pleasure, guys. Thank you very much for joining us as always. Just to let you know, we do trade these markets live from 8 a.m. every morning for the European trading session and again at 12.30 p.m. These are all UK times for the U.S. trading session. So if you want to join us for those trading events, uh, you feel free to do so. You can just go to the live trade room.com uh, for more information. So from everyone here, uh, take care and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.